I know how to run a hair salon, but for small business insurance, I chose my State Farm agent. She's a small business owner, too, so she knew how to help me personalize my policies. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to an agent today. You found yourself on another episode of Locked on Bulls. In today's episode, me and Pat are going to break down the Bulls going 2-0 over the last week, especially that big win against Houston. It's all Patrick Beverly has his best game as a Bull. We're also going to talk about the 15 uh, remaining regular season games for the Chicago Bulls and ask, is it more important or what does a playoff berth mean for the Chicago Bulls? We're going to get to all that and more right after this. You are Locked On Bulls, your daily podcast on the Chicago Bulls, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thank you for tuning in to Locked On Bulls, member of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by Prize Picks. First time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. That's prizepicks.com, promo code Locked On. That's Pat, the designer, host, and creator of the Windy City Breeze. I'm Hayes, host, and creator of Chicago Bulls and Chicago Bears Central. And Pat, uh, the Bulls gotten a couple of uh, a, a nice wins. The game against the Houston Rockets was a good team win. It was good to see the team, you know, rally um, and stay, uh, you know, keep it close against a team that was just younger than them, that was just shooting lights out at one point. And the Bulls weathered the storm. Uh, big energy game by Pat Bev that that really helped turn the tide there. Of course, big games from our big three players as well. What did you make of the Bulls' last win over the Rockets? Um. I felt like it was a win they were supposed to get. I feel like they won the game in a fashion that a lot of teams have won their games against the Rockets against, right? Uh, or in against the Rockets, I should say. Um, because the Rockets are a team that, I mean, listen, they come out, they shoot a ton of threes. I will say this. There were a lot of people that were very critical of Billy Donovan during the game. I watch Twitter and stuff like that, even while I'm live calling the game during the game. A lot of people were upset about Billy Donovan's game plan. Uh, why are you protecting the paint when they're shooting at a high clip from the three-point line? They shoot literally, um, they make 10 of every 30 three-pointers that they shoot. So I understood what they were going into with game plan here. Houston was hitting that shot at a at a ridiculously higher rate. But I think it goes even bigger than that, right? Again, we saw Zach Levine step up and be the best player on the Chicago Bulls for another mm -hmm. game. We saw Zach Levine come out and be a dominant player on a night in night out basis again for the Chicago Bulls. And on top of that, we saw Zach Levine, or I'm sorry, we saw DeMar DeRozan while taking a back seat, playing more of a Spurs role in this situation lead to the success of the Chicago Bulls. And so Hayes, I have to ask you this question from that Houston game. And we've seen this a couple of times. We've actually talked about it on this channel. Mm-hmm. If you see DeMar DeRozan take on more of a Spurs role, like he did in that Houston game, mm -hmm. would you want to keep DeMar DeRozan on the Chicago Bulls moving forward? Is that a recipe for the Chicago Bulls to win? Of course, right, we know the things that have to be resolved with the point guard position, but mm -hmm. is that more of a recipe for the Chicago Bulls to win with another guy that can go out and get a bucket, but maybe give you seven assists, eight assists a game, six rebounds, 19, 20 points? I would say 
Yes and no. The the yes part is the part that's clear. Is how how him being a facilitator, his ability to get to either the free throw line or hit tough shots, especially yeah. when Zach is on the bench. Those are all important. But I'm still yep. looking at it from a critical mindset in the sense that we have so much that we need to add to this team, and that Demar Derozan still offers the best option to go out and get some of those things and just open up enough salary uh, cap as well as uh, roster spots to mm-hmm. get that done. So. Um, the play style that DeMar's playing, absolutely. But it does it would force AK to get more creative in how he's going to fill out this roster. Uh, mm-hmm. We do have, what, five free agents now? We got yeah. Vooch, Io, Kobe, Javante, and Pat Bev, all free agents. Yeah. Um, so unless you really plan on not bringing four out of those five players back and maybe moving to Caruso, which at that point it's like, all right. Um, we're I, seeing what we saw. Yeah, we're still seeing what we saw. So I— there's a world in which, it, yes, DeMar, but my thing is also we we talked about having to insulate this roster against Billy Donovan, and I still think think having DeMar DeRozan on this roster will always make the chance that Billy Donovan still goes heavy reliance on DeMar DeRozan rather than trusting other players. So it, I'm kind of of two minds about it, bro. I have to see it continue to go on for the rest of the season. I can yeah. see the validity and and it going uh, either way, but right now – it's, it does it does offer something, and I will say this: with Demar playing more of a, a Spurs type role on here, it does make the the level and caliber of point guard that you need to go out and get a little bit less. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there's a world in which it happens: you keep Demar, you keep Pat Bev, and then you kind of figure out the rest of the roster spots. Especially if they do end up getting a designated player exception for Lonzo Ball, that's an additional ten million dollar exception that they can use. So, it does open some things up. So. Here's the tough part, I think, that you have to have the conversation with on that. Mm-hmm. Are you willing to move on from Io and Kobe? That's something we haven't talked about, where the possibility of both of them moving on. But as much as I love what Kobe White is becoming, I love the fact that in one offseason, he's turned himself into a, a better player, in my opinion, right? Mm-hmm. I can't pass the ball to a, to Kobe White on a wide-open three and expect him to knock that down. I can't That's do the true. same thing with Io DeSumo. As much as I love Io's defense that he brings mm-hmm. to the game, uh, when he's playing at a high level, right? I thought he played a little bit better in that Houston game. I thought his defense was better versus Jalen Green and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there is a world where you can talk about moving on from both of those young players in order to bring in shooters to open up those roster spots. The hard part that comes in with that is that you now are saying there's a 23-year-old, and a, there's two 23-year-olds on my team that I drafted that I'm willing to move on from. But to me, right, like, I think the point guard position is the biggest position here. And I think that the fact that we're talking about a big three that I saw continuously and I've seen continuously kind of along this stretch that has kicked the ball out to Kobe and Io for wide open Mm. shots. And they have not been able to produce on those wide open shots. I'm not talking about closing out contested. I'm talking about shots that are so open that the defense is just like, we just got to try and get a rebound because we're not going to make it out to them. And so I think that that might be a scenario you might be in where I feel like our mindset is you have to keep one or the other. It might Mm. be you got to move on from both of them and bring in guys that fit a role that fits your team better. I mean, here's the thing. Um, I do think that AK, whether right or wrong, has a lot of the stigma that isn't really, it shouldn't completely be on him, but I don't think that, AK wants to see young players go away and, and blossom somewhere else. Yeah. And so because of that, I don't see a world in which they let both Kobe and Io go. I do think that that decision between them is coming into the season. I thought it's Io, it's Io, it's Io. Kobe yeah. may be the odd man out. Honestly, 
And I asked this question over in Chicago Bulls Central. At this point, I believe in Kobe White's upside more than I do Io DeSumo. I, I'm, gonna, I'm going to trust Kobe's ability to learn to hit an open shot better. And honestly, with the way that Kobe now plays defense, the gap is still, it's still a gap between Io and Kobe defensively. Mm-hmm. But that gap is so much narrower now. But with Kobe White's offensive upside, even if he is streaky, if you do uh, change this roster in enough meaningful ways and, and, and to the way to where every every eighth game where Kobe White is having a huge scoring output, I think that I think Kobe may be the pick there, man. And I do think if we do bring both of them back, that means Alice Caruso's gone. And I that is another option on the Bulls table as well there. Bulls have a ton of options, but I think the thing is right. The the main thing that I love about what we're seeing coming from Houston and Pat Bev's big output, right? And we, and we can't is that you're just asking for one guy to be the other guy. Yeah. Who's the other guy that's going to score outside of Zach Vooch and Demar? And I think that the fact that Pat Bev is showing you that shows the importance that was placed on Lonzo Ball in this lineup. You can't trust that he's going to come back. You can't trust that even if he is back, he's going to remain back. He's going to be healthy in the long term. You already know the first injury that comes after that, even if it's a minor thing, is going to turn into, oh, my God, Lonzo Ball can't stay healthy for anything. He's never going to be able to be a good player on this team. I don't know whether that's going to happen or not. But I do think that you have to go into next season to try and figure out your point guard position at most because you're seeing the effect that it's having on the rest of your team. You're seeing the effect that it had on DeMar DeRozan throughout that game, on Zach Levine throughout these last few games, right, and how Booch has been able to be effective. And Mm -hmm. on top of all of that, just having one other dude that can go out there and be able to knock down a shot. Now, by the way, I need to say this. I don't know if Pat Bev knows this. We figured this out over on the Windy City Breeze. I am clipping up shots that I am live calling that also go with his game. When he kicks his right leg out, he misses every (laughs) three-pointer. When he keeps his leg tucked in. Bro, when he keeps his leg tucked in, legit, when he kept his leg tucked in and shot it, I said, he made it. And then the ball would go in. I'm telling you, it happened every single time. So, Pat Bev, listen, keep the right leg tucked in. You'll be able to knock down the shot. I hope to get credit on your podcast when you become a 38% three-point shooter for the rest of your career. I'm going to ask you this question. (laughs) Let's do it. Lonzo Ball has this third surgery. Uh, the, the timeline isn't as clear. Let's say they they six-month recovery timeline is already outlined, but the doctors tell him, are, are, are thinking Lonzo does not is, pro- is probably not going to play this season. If, if he does, maybe he comes back with 20 games left. At that point, you have a season and 20 games left on Lonzo Ball's uh, um, uh, contract. If a team is willing to take Lonzo Ball, let's say a team does sign Kobe White, and we, we aren't resigning, but we try to incentivize a signing trade. If they're willing to take on Lonzo Ball's contract and what they want back is a they're willing to take back a protected 2030 first round pick. Do you do that to free up the salary for the Chicago? Yeah. Bulls? Yeah. Okay. Because the players that I'm worried about in 2030 are the players that I'm worried about in 2023. Whatever it is. You know what I mean? Like, if Zach Levine is still cooking by then, shout out to him. I hope to God he is. I hope that he lives up to be this player. But right now I'm worried about what the current five-year contract under Zach Levine looks like in his time here at the Chicago Bulls. And what I've seen with what he's been able to build up with just having a point guard in place. Like, you're you're in cap space hell right now because there's $20 million they can't get on the court. And that's a that and that can be separated into two 
very high quality bench players if you look at things. So, um, and again, I, I hope that Lonzo's I hope when after if he does get the sur- surgery, that the doctor's like, we finally feel like we got it figured out. Lonzo's gonna get out there, he's gonna be like, Hey man, I'm feeling good after that six months. And then we we're, we're this this conversation changes. But as long as there's that uncertainty. You have to kind of tr- leave exploring those options open, and we'll see if the Chicago Bulls do that. But uh, next up, we're going to talk about the 15 regular season games left on the Chicago Bulls uh, season. But before we do that, i got to talk to you guys about prize picks. I don't know about you, but with the way that Zach Levine has been scoring lately, I'm taking the over. If the over-under on Zach is anything below 30, I am taking the over every game for the rest of the season. And you can do that on prize picks. How does it work? You pick two to six players, and if they're going to score more or less than the prize pick projections, you can win up to 25 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. PrizePix offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's college basketball, women's college basketball, WBA, esports, and more. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. Safe and fast withdrawals, currently operational in over 30 states and Canada. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code Locked On. If you deposit $100, Prize Picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, Prize Picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code Locked On at sign up for instant deposit match up to $100. All right, Pat. The Bulls are peaking seemingly at the right time. But we got a hellacious schedule coming up over the next couple of weeks. It does not get easy. So we start off Wednesday against Sacramento, who right now is the second team overall in the Western Conference. We then have Minnesota and Miami. And then next week, we got two games against Philly Monday and Wednesday, Portland and the Lakers, all teams that are either in that play-in area or playoff spots, I think, except Portland. How important is it that the Bulls have – I've been saying they have to have 85 at least percent win rate over these next uh, games. Well, what do you think about this next upcoming schedule for the Bulls? Here's the tough part. These are the games the Bulls win. So what are the real Bulls? If the Bulls go on to win at 85%, what are the real Bulls? If the Bulls go on and beat some of these big-named teams, what a real, here's the best part about this, right? Teams you named. Outside of the Sixers, I think we lost to the Sixers. We only played them once this year, right? We, no, we beat the Sixers. No, we beat they the didn't Sixers. have a Embiid, remember? Did we lose to them with Embiid? Did uh, we, or we, we only played them once. I don't I remember. we only played them once. We only played them so once, right? So we got them twice here. Outside of the Sixers, maybe we, we split with the Sixers. We beat Miami. Now... That would be our first time ever beating the Sixers with Embiid. You think we're gonna? You still think we can split with the Sixers? Possibly. Okay. I, I mean, I mean, I, I think right, like because of what we've seen from the Bulls. Bulls Lakers is gonna be a dogfight. Oh, that's that, especially since they won't Two have LeBron. defensive teams. Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, and the Lakers, they actually now you got them twice. Them. They the Lakers have now the number one defense since the All Star break, which is bananas, and that's a lot a large part. I saw the plus minuses of like Jared Vanderbilt being on the court versus Austin. Mm-hmm. It's crazy how literally one player who is just amazing at defense and very versatile has. It, there is such a better defensive team with him on the court. But I'm sorry, I hijacked that. And, and the fact that they were that the, with Malik Beasley, right? They're just able to knock down the three ball yeah. at a high clip. Um, 
I'm trying to see here. We've lost to the Clippers this season, but it was a 108-103 game. Uh, so you got Clippers. That's that could be a competitive game. Lakers could be a it competitive is because game. Pat Bev already talked about what he wants to do to Russell Westbrook. So I, I mean, you already know this, right? Yeah. And Bulls Blazers competitive game. Hornets. That that's the game we might lose. You know what I mean? Like, and that's and that's what I'm saying, right? Like, so as we're coming down the stretch, you got Hawks, you got Bucks, you got these are teams that the Chicago Bulls have beat throughout this season. Now the Mavericks is a little bit different. They didn't have Kyrie. They didn't have Luke in that first game for sure, but. Mm. I don't think that it's far-fetched to say that the Bulls finish out this schedule with a winning record. I don't know if it'll be 85%, but I don't mm. think it's far-fetched to say that the Bulls finish out this schedule with a winning record. And if they do finish out this schedule with a winning record, the question I have for you is, how do you navigate it? Because this is legit the toughest part of the schedule that we've seen for the Chicago Bulls. Mm-hmm. And if they finish winning above 500, there's going to be a lot of people that feel good. And I've said this. I've said this over on Chicago Bulls Central is that if the Bulls have a winning record over these last 15 games with the teams that they have on the schedule, they're going to be primed for a playing tournament. They're going to come in playing. They would have to come in playing their best basketball of the season. They'd have to have some hell of a confidence because this last part of the schedule was not easy at all. And, you know, just when you talk about playing a lot of teams that are either play-in or playoff caliber teams, that puts you in a situation mentally where you're now going into the playing tournament like, hey, yeah, we got such and such in front of us. We just beat Denver like two weeks ago. So, see, we think that, though, but we've seen the Bulls beat Milwaukee and lose to Indiana. True, but that's why I'm saying it going into the playing tournament because at that point, you're playing all teams that are above you, right? So we go into the playing tournament, at least where it's slated right now, we're either facing Miami, Atlanta, or Toronto. And those are teams that... We have beaten all those teams. We've also lost against all those teams, if I'm not mistaken. In I don't think we've games. lost against Miami this year. I think so. I know we won see. against them in the first game this season. I'll um, check. I'll check. So, but, so uh, the Bulls can definitely go into that with some confidence. It just, uh, I, I mean. And that's the problem. That's yeah. the problem. The you fact think that the we confidence can go, part is the problem. Uh, the, the problem is that we can go, uh Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know what I mean? like, it's one of those things where you're sitting there and you're, the fact that you're saying... We actually have won both games against We've won Miami. both games against Miami. I just looked yeah. at that. We won, We beat Miami both times. It's the fact that you can say... Oh, by the way, uh, we dropping that news on here? Speaking of Bulls versus Miami, we, we dropping that news here? What? That, that, we'll, that we'll be in, in attendance for that one? Oh. So pull up on us. <laughs> pull up on us. Yeah, I mean, but I, I I think, you know, like when when you look at a lot of these teams going down this final stretch in these 15 games, the most important stretch for the Chicago Bulls season, of course, because it's the end of the season. But at the same time, what does that mean? If you finish at an 85% clip, what? how many wins does that put you at? You finish with 44 don't, don't wins? Get, I don't get paid to do math here. I, I, I think you finish with 44 wins. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong on that. Um. No, that would no, be no, no, that would be a ninety percent clip. That'd be that'd be a ninety percent clip. So yeah. we would finish with looking at going in about forty two wins, something yeah, like forty two forty two wins, yeah. wins. above five hundred, above five hundred. Yeah. What does that mean for you moving forward? What does that mean for this team? You've now had one season where you were well above five hundred. You have mm-hmm. one season where you're two games above five hundred. What does that mean for you going into this playoffs? What is that right? Like I think that's the real question that you yeah. have to ask going into this off season with this team because. The one thing that we all can agree on is that's not going to get you to the NBA Finals. Yeah. 
So you're still a long way away from the end goal. As much as the end goal for us this year was a second round exit or a third or, or, a, or a conference finals exit, the NBA finals is the goal. And it you're still a long way away from the NBA finals, in my yeah. opinion. You might get to a seven-game series. Maybe you get lucky and get to the second round. But the goal here is to win a championship, and we're nowhere near that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, what it does potentially is, like, it helps kind of leave a better taste in your mouth, maybe leave the season with a little bit more confidence as you were able to rally on the back half of that season. But yeah. it doesn't change what needs to happen this offseason. We need some wholesale changes to this roster this offseason. Um, I, I, I agree. I agree. I, I think I think that's the biggest thing. But does it change your perspective on where those changes come from? No. Right? We've said DeMar for a long time. No. no. Doesn't change my. <laughs> I'm just being honest. I mean, I'm I'm not mad at it, right? I yeah. I, I think but I, I think the point guard position is the biggest spot. I've said that most of the season. I don't I don't think it changes where we're at by 15 games. Yeah. Right? Like I don't think we're at the top of the Eastern Conference. But I do think that the fact that you ran most of the season without a point guard and the second you saw a dude that literally is just like, I play point guard, mm-hmm. come in, we see the best of Zach Levine the entire time, um, says a lot. We see the best probably that we've seen from DeMar DeRozan the entire time, says a lot. So I think that there's something to be said about where where you go into this offseason and what your thinking is. As, I'll tell you this, uh, we might have a long offseason. Oh, it's, oh, it's going to be definitely a long offseason. That's all I can say. It's about to be a long offseason play. Hey, man, all I know is March isn't going to be that bad, man. And you don't want, you want to know why? Because Built Bar has March Madness in their blood. The Built March Madness bracket is here. We know that you have a favorite bar or puff, and now's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. You know I'll be voting for the churro built bar puff. Stop playing with it. It's the best flavor that they got on the market right now. And if you want the Chicago Bulls to win, then you'll be, or I'm sorry, the built bar puff to win, then you'll be voting for that bar too. Support your team, support your bar or puff. And when you vote for built bar or the puff, you will be entering into a drawing where 50 locked on listeners will get a free box of built bar. Not only that, but one locked on fan will win a 12 month subscription to built to have built's best bar or puff delivered monthly straight to your door. You got to try built built's the best protein bar ever. I'm not even joking. Y'all It's not even a part of the ad read. I eat built literally every single day before going to the gym, before leaving the gym. Why is Zach Levine on the screen right <laughs> now, Because that's how I was looking at you during that read. Like. What's going on, bro? What's going on right now, bro? <laughs> and it's so amazing. You won't think that they're good for you. <laughs> what makes built uh, bar and puff so good? Well, for starters, they're all high in protein, low in sugar, covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right. Real. Chocolate. Run to BuiltMarchMadness.com right now to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, so hop in and support your pick. <laughs> All right, Pat. You got to get that. You got to get that picture of Zachary. He's got like the eyes squinted and the lips, lips poked out. Like, what's going oh, on right now? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. <laughs> that, but any, you, I don't don't know if you know that or, know this or not. But if you uh, post that pic at eleven eleven exactly, Ramina magically appears out of nowhere out of thin air. <laughs>
there's so many jokes we can't say on Locked On. <laughs> but with that being said, so uh, we talked about the Bulls potentially making the play-ins and hopefully the playoffs. How do you think that that making postseason play this season, that's what we'll label it, how does that really benefit the Chicago Bulls considering the season that we've had? You get another year of playoff experience. You get another year trying to navigate through it. Mm-hmm. And you get to be the the hunters in the playoffs, which can make you hungry. And now I think the one thing that has to be understood is that the Bulls should be a better team than where they are. But doesn't change what a lot of these pieces on this team need. Mainly Zach Levine. Zach Levine has been in one playoff series in his entire career. Zach mm-hmm. Levine was hobbled in that playoff series. Mm-hmm. The confidence to be 100% in a series can build on what a player has an ability to do. And so out of everybody, right, everybody's going to say, Pat Will, Kobe White, Iota Sumu, these guys, I don't care. There's an engine right now that does not run without Zach Levine. Pat Will's a maybe. Maybe one day Pat Will will be able to be something close to Kawhi Leonard. Maybe. Maybe one day Al DeSumo will be Drew Holiday. Maybe. Maybe Kobe White will turn into the microwave. Maybe. Zach Levine can play. He'll probably turn into the fridge before the microwave. We keep going. Dang, he going to get fat? <laughs> I'm just saying it's more the likely. Fridge, the it's fridge play likely. football, bro. Like, what's know, going on? More like, it's more likely. <laughs> He's going to turn into a, a defensive lineman, bro? Like, <laughs> With the short arms? Yeah, I can see that happening. <laughs> he is 6'6". Six, six. He is 6'6". Six, six. Wild, by the way, that Kobe White is 6'6 six, six out here, bro. Like, I'm not buying it. I mean, that hilarious. man with hair. But no, I mean, like, I think I the one thing we know is Zach Levine can play. And so if you're going to put your faith in anything right now, it's the fact that we need Zach Levine to be the best version of him for the Chicago Bulls to even have a chance at anything. Adding more playoff experience to this while him being 100% healthy where he wasn't last year, to me, puts you in a better position moving forward. Because one, you'll get to see what he looks like 100% in the playoffs. And two, you'll get to see how the supporting cast around him looks when he's 100% in the playoffs. And I won't lie to you, I, I came into this conversation prepared to say that the Bulls going in on, in on a play-in tournament and in the playoffs and a, a playoff series that they're probably going to get their butts kicked in. I'm like, how much do you really develop in the case like that? How much playoff experience are you really getting? But I love the picture you just painted there because it's a completely different Zach Levine. Zach Levine having to put the team on his back and go through that in a playoff series – I think is going to have more growth for Zach individually than maybe certain pieces on this team and him and us having to go through the playing tournament. I mean, I know we're only what uh, two games back of the seven yeah. seed, but um, having to do that through a playing tournament. And then if you come out of that playing tournament and then go through the attempt to win a series with Zach Levine, clearly being like, nah, I'm the best player. And if he goes through that, that is a growth men- uh, in mentality that I think can pay off. For, the, for Zach Levine big time. I think it's going to also – I think people forget how good Zach Levine started off last season with after going on a gold medal run. Yeah, I think it puts him in a similar situation. He'll then be able to just focus on his game in an offseason, um, not have to focus on injury recovery or anything like that. I honestly do think that this run that he's going on now, you add a play-in run and, ho- and maybe a play-off run uh, or series, because I don't know if the Bulls can win a series, but in the playoffs – 
what that means and does for Zach Levine's development as being a player that now is going to be one of those players like in, in tough games about, oh, no, we finna win this. They're not finna stop me. I'm finna go out here and score 15 points. Um, I think that could be huge for the Bulls, especially when you're you're still trying. Bulls still trying to build their identity out. Right now, our identity is Pat Bev. They need to find an identity outside yeah. of that sometime this offseason. I think that helps that as well. Let me ask you this. Would you rather be hunting or the hunted in the play-in tournament? Because I don't think six is realistic that the Bulls no, get to. the Bulls are going to be the hunted regardless in the play-in. And I think that actually may help them. Well, what, what what I'll say is, right, like, I'm saying, do they finish off 10 or 9, or would you rather them finish off 7? I mean, I would rather them finish off as high as possible because that means the Bulls went on a run. Do I think it's likely is the bigger question there. And, um, I mean, there is a chance when you look at it. Two games other, back with 15 every, to go and, is and, not impossible. And every other team right now in that playing area is on a losing streak. Yep. Every other one is. This is the time for the Bulls to make their move. Um, if they go and keep in mind, if they do somehow lock in and get the seven seed, they only got to win one game at that point. Yep. Otherwise so, they'd have to win two. So, I mean, they could still need to have to win two if they do end up losing that first game in the playing tournament. Yeah. So, I mean, of course I would rather the bulls be able to get the seven seed just with the schedule that we have and things like that. I have my doubts, but if we can make that seventh spot, if we can get up to that high before the end of the season, that of course is the best for the bulls right now. We got the ninth Toughest schedule remaining in the NBA. Hello, excuse me. I love how that changed, right? Like hey, well, we went into this, because, yeah, because yeah. of how teams win and lose. We yeah. went into the last like eighteen games. We were like, we had the tenth easiest. We get through the first three, it's like that's nah, tough. <laughs> so yeah. it's, it's it's just I, I I think this right. You have an opportunity right now with Zach Levine on this team to build up a mindset of we have to do more with what we have. And I think that goes down to Zach. I think that goes down to the team as a whole. I think it goes down to Billy. You have to do the most with what you have available right now. We both said this. It feels like AK is trying to build a team that's competitive until he finds his superstar. In fact. It feels like that, right? It feels like a Denver Nuggets, Paul Millsap team. But you have to try and do the most that you can with what you have right now. And I think Billy Donovan's system might be best predicated on having Zach Levine just focus on scoring. And I'll, I'll turn it to another team that's been going on a heck of a run right now. The Julius Randle we've seen recently is the best Julius Randle we've ever seen in his career. That's a fact, brother. That is an absolute fact. And we know he's going left. Every time. <laughs> Shout out to Ringo. Shout out to Ringo, but not that hat. But uh, we know he's going Hashtag, left. Hashtag, but not that hat. But not that hat. <laughs> Ringo Ringo trying to hide that hairline, look like Cuba Gooden Jr. Get out of here. But uh, I love you. I love you, Ringo. Wow. <laughs> but I at the end of the day, know. right, like, what changed the Julius Randle we're seeing? The fact that he doesn't have to worry about nothing, but I got to outscore the dude on the other side of me. That's what we're seeing from Zach Levine. That's a fact. So if you're going into the playoffs, if you're going into this final 15, whatever it is, you need to see an organizational change at one position to make the other positions better. 
And hopefully, right, that that translates to uh, DeMar DeRozan. That translates to Vooch. Translates to Patrick Williams, right? Like, hopefully it does. Also, maybe go get some size because I'm sick of seeing Alex Crusoe start at the power forward. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life. That's Billy Donovan's new favorite toy right now, bro. That's terrible. That's trash. That's literal doo-doo water. <laughs> but, hey, uh, as tough as it is, man, hopefully the Bulls come out with a, uh, a bunch of wins in a row and uh, finish with a a winning record. I mean, when when do we play again next, bro? What do we, we play Wednesday? We play Wednesday. Dang, dog. Like, we'll but, play but, I'm like, so last week we only played Wednesday and, su- and Saturday. We had two games. We still got three games this week. We got Wednesday, and then we have a back-to-back Friday and Saturday. So, All right. Well, uh, we'll see y'all again. Uh, no, I'm just playing. We'll see y'all tomorrow. Uh, appreciate you guys tuning in. Rock with us. Follow us on everything at Locked On Boys. You can follow me on everything at Pat the Designer. Win some games, bro. I don't know. That, that, yeah, that's what it basically boils down. So you guys can follow me at CEO Hayes. That's CEO H-A-I-Z-E. And thank you for making Locked on Bulls your first listen every day. Now for your second listen, go and check out uh, Game to Game NBA. All the latest analysis, game breakdowns, everything in the way that only Locked on can deliver it. Uh, you can follow Game to Game on Locked on NBA, available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcast. For Pat the Designer, I'm Hayes. Uh, this has been Locked on Bulls, man, and we'll be back tomorrow. Peace, Peace. I don't have the end screen, so I literally just have to end. <laughs> <laughs>